Saving for a house is not some easy task. However, more and more people are declaring it to be the hardest part of home buying. The sad part is many are rushing to the finish line and not saving enough, putting down whatever they have in their savings account on a house instead. This leads to problems along the way as down payments are not some arbitrary number that comes with buying a house. When thinking about down payments, you really have to know that size matters. The amount that you choose to put down on your home purchase has lasting impacts that will you will feel for the length of the loan. There is no one-size-fits-all down payment that you should shoot for, but there are some things that you can do to help you determine the amount for you. This is what this episode will cover. We will walk through the down payment and ultimately how it affects you in the long run. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, what's going on? I hope that you have enjoyed this series so far. Uh, ultimately, this was uh, more of like a like an improv home buying series that was started because uh, really and truthfully, the simple fact that I, I really took a look around and I started to to notice that a lot of people are actually in debt because of their home and yeah that's right <laughs> in debt because of the house that they're living in that's the reason they're in debt um and so i i, I decided that you know what better way to to try to bring some awareness to that uh than to to almost build on this series uh that i've created with with home buying um and how how you can go about buying a home and putting yourself in the best position to continue wealth building to continue prepping for kids college to continue uh moving towards financial freedom uh, but ultimately it's it's really and truthfully all about uh, just self-awareness and allowing you to take the steps needed to do that uh, when thinking about you know this american dream right uh, it's easy to think about getting married buying a house and having a kid, right? In that order, right? Like in that exact order, people want to get married, then they want to buy a house, then they want to have a kid. And ultimately that, that's sort of like where this whole problem stems from is that when you buy a house, that's okay. But when it's a house you can't afford, this is where you can start to lead to some major problems down the line as you never really get to start working on wealth building, starting that kid's college fund, or, or you know, even possibly, you know, your retirement uh, planning gets postponed. Those are all things that, that you can lead you down this path of like not being able to feel like you're getting ahead. And you'll hear people say it. Oh, I just can't get ahead. You know, I uh, every month I'm living month to month. You know, all these these are very common slogans that are out there. Um, but ultimately, what what it what it normally means is someone living outside of their means, and most of the time that is because of their home. So I started off this whole entire little like improv home buying um, series with this episode called uh, "How Much." home can you afford? Uh, in that episode, I talked a lot about down payments. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go listen to that. Uh, that that will give you some, some sort of guiding principles into ensuring that you're not buying a home that you cannot afford. Um, however, 
in that episode, I never really got into huge detail on down payments, right? And so I decided because of that, uh, it would be good to dedicate an actual episode strictly about how actually the size of the down payment does matter when buying a home. Uh, and I want to show you right now that size matters. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So starting off with the first step, what is a down payment? So simply put, uh, a down payment is money that you're going to put down to to buy a house in this case, right? Like, but it could be any big purchase, but uh, but in this case, you you know you're looking at buying a house. It's going to be a percentage of the total price of the home uh, is how it's going to be sort of looked at. Uh, to you, it might just be this you know number that's out there, like oh, I got you know ten thousand in my savings account, so I'm doing ten thousand or or what. You know, we're going to get the details down payment, and that's not a good idea if that's if that's what you um, if that's what you said, and that's not a good idea. But uh, the the thing about it, down payments is that it's it's the common thing that's not known about them specifically is that the money doesn't go to the bank, the money goes to the seller. That's right. I, I know it's totally mind blowing because all along you've probably thought that your down payment goes to the bank, and you know. And then the, the, the bank sort of like gives you your, you know, they lend you your loan and then so forth and so on. But, but no, your down payment goes directly to the seller. So when you pay a down payment on the home, you're actually paying the seller in this case. So the bank likes this because ultimately you're buying a house and you are paying some of it up front. And so it makes their investment a little safer because of the fact that that you know the house is worth hopefully what you're what you're buying it for right like it, it was some kind of appraisal uh was seen you know this house appraised for x number of dollars and you know you're buying it you know based off of that so uh, a, a a bank is only going to lend what that house is worth so when you're you know when you're buying a house for a hundred thousand and your the house is worth a hundred thousand and you're putting thirty thousand down well a bank would be happy to give you seventy thousand because they they really you know if you don't if they if you if they get to you know take your house from you they're going to make a hundred thousand off the house they enjoy that they like down payments so the down payment is is more than just you know this this arbitrary number, right? The down payment is more than that. It's not just some sum of money that you come up with to go toward a house. The sum of money does go toward the seller. And it also plays a lot of, you know, role in does the seller accept your offer or not? Um, so and it, it, it's from the seller accepting your offer to the lender giving you the mortgage 
to ultimately the down payment puts money in your pocket. And I'm going to show you how. This is all the stuff I'm going to cover in this episode. So the first part, how much does the average person put down? Well, ultimately the average person right now is putting down about 12 percent um, you can see that they're putting down about 12 percent which isn't too bad actually uh, it was a lot actually when I looked that up it was a lot higher than than I expected uh, but you can see that first-time home buyers you know in that 22 to 30 age frame they're putting down about six percent um, and you know this points to the fact that most are probably using, you know, these later years are probably using the equity in their home and they're, they're, you know, they're able to put down bigger down payments on, you know, those subsequent home purchases. Uh, they're not saving more for their down payment, right? They're, they probably bought in originally on a 6% down payment, like, uh, like the, the current 22 to 30 year olds. The difference is now they've, they, you know, they've got some equity in the home, they're selling, they're upgrading their house. And, and now these, these 31 to, to 74, 95 year old people are putting that equity back into their future down payments. So, uh, but I think this is where the problem is. I truly think, I think people struggle to save for bigger down payments. And that could be because of student loans. That could be because of credit card debt. That could be because of car loans. Um, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what your situation Oops, My bad. I don't know exactly what your situation is, but, um, the problem is that, you know, people are not saving what they need to save for student loans. So uh, first off, please do me a favor. Do not be saving for a down payment while you still have consumer debt. Uh, focus on your debt and then focus on your down payment. If you if you go watch that, that episode or, or listen to the podcast, uh, the episode, How Much Home Can You Afford?, I go over that, but please don't be saving for a down payment while you still have consumer debt. Um, focus on that debt. You got to knock that debt out. I'm telling you. But once your debt's knocked out, I want you to just know the average person does put down 12%. Uh, my recommendation is a 10 to 20% down payment. I'm going to go over some examples here in just a second that could possibly guide you one way or the other. If you're, if you're more, you know, well, do I need to do 10 or 20%? Well, I'm going to show you that. So this recommendation, it, it truly comes off the simple fact that anything less than 10%, uh, I'm just being honest, it'd be better just to wait a little longer. Uh, you're probably not in the best position to be, to be purchasing a home at that time. Uh, so, so wait, get a bigger size down payment and, you know, it won't impact you the way that people are impacted by early home buying currently. And I'm going to show you how that impacts you coming up next. So the next part, how the size of the down payment impacts you. Well, I want you to look at it from three angles. Um, and all three of these things impact you directly. So there are three major ways that a small down payment impacts you directly. The first is you have to pay PMI. Anything, any down payment that's less than 20% of the home value, you will have to pay private mortgage insurance. So PMI uh, is a is a, a, a mortgage insurance out there that helps protect the lender if you do stop paying for whatever reason. So it's a it's a percent based um, 
number that's out there. It could be between like 0.5 and 1%, uh, and you pay it monthly. So, um, and and you're gonna pay it. You're gonna pay it. You know every month and you're going to pay it until your loan reaches 78% of the appraised value of the home. So this could, this could really cost you if you're stuck paying PMI on a home, this could really cost you. So, so think about this. You have a $250,000 home and you put 10% down, that's $25,000 down at just the, the lowest 0.5% PMI rate. You're going to spend $5,628 on this private mortgage insurance just and, and just to protect the bank, right? It's $5,600 to the bank. Uh, if you get if you have a PMI rate of 1%, you're going to spend $11,256 on that, you know, 10% down payment. So you can see this is a lot of money that you're just giving back to the bank because you did not wait to buy your home. And I can't stress that enough. Uh, PMI is is preventable. Um, it's, it's it's instead of the 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 private mortgage insurance, it's the preventable mortgage insurance. It is a preventable thing. You can easily um, do away with PMI just by putting twenty percent down. Uh, but but ultimately, it, it's it keeps money in your pocket, right? If you're if you're stuck paying PMI for for years on years, you know you, that's just money that you're giving to the bank, extra money. You're already paying them interest. That's extra money you're giving to the bank. So the second thing uh, that it, you know the size of the down payment impacts you directly is through your monthly mortgage payment. So uh, I put this little scenario together. And I wanted to go through it. So the size of your down payment does play a major role in the price of the home that you're getting. So uh, the goal in in terms of how much should you spend on a home, and I covered this in depth on the previous episode, uh, the goal is to not spend more than 25% of your take home or net pay on housing. So uh, what you want to do is you know, if you put more money down on your mortgage, you're obviously going to be able to afford more house and stay under that 25%. So here's an example. If you're watching this on the, on the live stream, um, you know, check it out, check out the chart. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I am going to walk through, um, step-by-step so you can sort of visualize what we got going on here. So if you make $50,000 a year, uh, net, right? $50,000 a year net after taxes, 25% 25% of your take-home pay is $1,041. Okay, so you have $1,041 to spend on a mortgage every single month, okay? So this that's the most you should be paying on housing is $1,041. So, you know, if you want to know what you can get with that, well, I gave you, I gave you two examples here. If you put 10% down, uh, you can afford a hundred and ninety thousand seven hundred dollar home uh, with a down payment of nineteen thousand seventy dollars. If you put twenty percent down, you can afford a two hundred and twenty five thousand nine hundred dollar home with a down payment of forty five thousand one hundred and eighty dollars. So uh, you can see both monthly payments are going to equal uh, less than or equal to 1041. I got as close to 1041 as I could. Um, but you can see that that both of these, it, you know, just that amount of the down payment makes a huge, it, you know, plays a huge factor in how much home you can get. 
just by putting 10% down. So the end goal is to not spend uh, more than 25% of your take-home pay on your mortgage. So at 10% down, you can only get a $190,000 home because you know your, your, your mortgage is going to be more. For 20% down, you can get a $225,000 home. Uh, so, you know, there's a big difference in the, in the home right there. And, but here's the kicker. Let's bring back in that PMI we talked about earlier. So the 10% PMI, uh, spent, you know, it's going to be $6,437 on that 10% down home. So this is money that went to no one, you know, except the bank's pocket. Um, and you, you know, you're paying for that. So for, for that same 10% down, you're going to get um, a $190,000 home and you're going to pay the bank an extra $6,400 for that home, for that loan, right? So remember, the more down payment, the more home you can get staying under that 25% take home pay towards your housing, okay? So the third thing that directly impacts you with the size of the down payment is the total cost of interest. And this sort of all brings this together. So this is like PMI and it's just free money that you're giving the bank. Okay. So it's the cost of doing business with the bank. Um, and I'm going to use the example of the 10% down with the same loan value and then show you this with a 20% down so you can see the difference in the interest. So, so we're going to just focus on the $190,000 home. Okay. 10% down, you're going to pay $88,726 in interest. For that same home with 20% down, you're going to pay $78,000 in interest. So about $10,000 less in interest for the 10%. Now, you're going to also have on that 10% down that $6,400 in PMI, right? So the total amount you're paying to the bank with 10% down on that $190,000 home is $95,163. Okay, $95,000. That's what you're paying the bank for a $190,000 home. So how much are you paying with a 20% down? Well, there is no PMI, so you're only paying the $78,000. So you're paying $22,000 less to the bank by putting an extra $19,000 down on the home. So you're saving in your pocket $3,662 just by waiting a little bit longer to where you can properly afford your down payment on your home. So $3,600, that's a lot of money, especially when you've been grinding, you've been really working to try to save up that money for that down payment. I mean, you've been going without, you've been eating ramen noodles, you've been eating beans and rice, like you've been like struggling. And now you're going to, you're going to cut yourself short just a hair. Uh, and, and it's going to cost you $3,662. So, I hope you can see through this, this single example how PMI, your monthly payment, and the interest that you're paying are all directly tied to the amount of down payment that you make on your home. So I, I told you, you you know, you can almost tell what the benefits are, but I do want to run through them. I told you this is not an arbitrary number. This is not just some number that's out there that has no impact on you financially. This has a major impact on you financially. And I want to ensure that I get that point across. 
I want you to know that that the size of your down payment does matter. It very much matters. And you've you've got to figure out exactly how much you can pay. Go, you know, if, if you if you're if you're married, sit down with your spouse. Figure out like how, how can y'all do this together? How can you save more money to get you the down payment that you need so that you can buy the house that you want? And it's gonna take some struggle, right? Uh, but let me show you. Let me show you what pays off. I want to walk you through what pays off in the end. The benefits of that larger down payment. Well, first off, um, you have a much better chance of getting, uh, you know, approved for the house. Uh, but it's not really approved from a sense of like a mortgage or lender. Uh, could be, you know, the larger down payment might be necessary just for you to get approved, especially if you, you know, you're just coming out of debt. You know, all your debt's paid off, and you got you've saved it for a down payment. Your credit's whack. Like you might need a bigger down payment, you know, just to get approved, but also look at it from, you know, the seller's market that we're currently in. Um, more money, if, we, if you remember earlier, we talked about that this money goes directly to the seller. So if if there's more money out there that the seller knows is not contingent on a loan, they may be more likely to take your deal over someone else's. Because think about it, as a seller, you obviously, you want to sell your house. And I discussed earlier that the down payment goes directly to the seller at closing. So if you're putting down a bigger down payment, you as a buyer, you look more attractive, you know, financially, that is, um, because the seller won't be concerned with like if the lender is going to give you the money. If, if you're putting down a big down payment, there's a good chance uh, the lender is going to give you the money you need. You look financially responsible. There shouldn't be any issues. And so when, when, when it's time to get ready to sell that house, there, there shouldn't be minor hiccups uh, for you to close. And that's what the seller wants. The seller wants to get out of that house for X, Y, Z reason. And they want an attractive buyer to, 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 to buy that house from them. So when you're bidding and you're competing with other buyers, you've got to make your offer more competitive and more attractive to the seller. And you've you've got to be you've got to be competitive out there. Uh, it is it is a it is a seller's market. The sellers have the power. There's you know there's there's more buyers than there are houses, and and you know sellers are in control. So you've got to put yourself in the best chance to be competitive in that sense. So better chance of getting approved, not only from the lender, but just having your offer accepted. That's a huge benefit of a larger down payment. The next one is lower interest rate and smaller monthly payments. So I talked about these earlier and I hope that you saw um, sort of that financial uh, benefit that comes with the larger down payment and how how both the lower interest rate and the smaller monthly payment uh, does matter. Uh, but it's very easy math to see how, you know, how this is. So if your home has a value of, let's say, $100,000 and you put down 30%, that's $30,000 your loan is only $70,000, right? You put down 30 on a $100,000 home. So, you know, versus like 10%, where it's $10,000, you have a loan of $90,000. Well, obviously, you know, if your loan value is less, your monthly payment is less, right? Uh, so that's from the, the monthly payment perspective. So if your loan's less and you do it for the same term length, uh, 30 or 15 year fixed, your 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 monthly payment is going to be less because the loan is less. Okay. That's, that's pretty straightforward. But from the interest perspective, I also said lower interest rate. 
you're going to get a lower interest rate with a bigger down payment. And this is because you as a buyer are less risk to the lender. So if you have a house that's worth a hundred thousand and you're asking 70,000 to buy the house, the lender's going to be like, yo, for sure. Like I've already got 30,000 in equity as soon as I give you this money. So if you don't pay me, I'm going to take your house and I'm going to sell it and I'm going to make my money back. Like you see what I'm saying? So if the house drops in value, the bank still has some wiggle room. If the, if the house drops to 90,000, they still have wiggle room. So that's less risk on their investment. And you know, that, that passes down to you as a lower interest rate because they trust you. Interest rates are defined as trust. And that, that allows that lender to trust you that they're going to get their money back. When lenders are, you know, less trustworthy of you, they charge you higher interest rates. And what does that do? That gives them their money faster. That allows them to accumulate their money faster because normally speaking, if, if you're going to stop paying, it's probably not going to be in the first few months. It's going to allow them to get their, their money together. They're going to, they're going to get ahead a little bit. Um, well, that's the point. That's the point of the higher interest rate. So, um, all of this makes a difference because every loan will have interest you know, throughout the life of it. So why not pay as little interest as possible? So you keep more money in your pocket, right? If, if you're looking at this on the screen, you can see that interest rates also affect, uh, how much buying power you have in a home. So, you know, for, for, high, for lower interest rates, you can buy more home, right? Because that monthly payment is down there under that 25%. So, um, it, it, you know, it's very important. That's very important to look at. It's very important to understand. The last thing that, you know, that you benefit off of from a, from a larger down payment is the simple fact that you get to pay your home off faster. So this is straightforward, but I want you to know that you're going to own your home faster if you have a bigger down payment. And this is because the size of the loan, um, it, you know, from the previous example, 30% down on a hundred thousand dollar loan versus 10% down on a hundred thousand dollar loan. That's a 20% difference in whole and loan value. So, you know, the actual difference isn't going to be 20,000 cause there's interest tied to it, but, but you know, how you're, you're going to pay off the $70,000 loan well before the $90,000 loan. And, you know, the only difference here is that you waited a little longer to get a sizable down payment before buying. So, you know, why not, why not wait? Why not save up work on that down payment is so, is so much, is so much better equipping to you to wait and, and, and get the down payment you need to save the money in the long run. So the whole goal here is to own your home. Think about it. Think about owning your own home, right? I'm not saying living in a home that you've bought. I mean, owning it like it's yours. There's no bank tied to it. 25% of your budget is going towards a house, towards a mortgage. What, you know, like what if you didn't have that anymore? Think about that. Think about if you did not have 25% of your income going toward living and you were living without any mortgage, any housing payment, anything, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, that would be totally amazing. So getting rid of your biggest expense, uh, each month, which is your home, it comes at the cost of saving a little bit, paying a little extra down up front, cutting into that interest, dropping that down payment so that when you get those extra pieces of money along the way that you just throw it towards that house, you pound out that mortgage and you get out of that mortgage 
as soon as possible. Uh, because you know, no house payment is the goal. Like you don't want a house payment the same way, um, that, you know, I, I don't, I don't ever want a car payment. I, you know, I never want a car payment. So I just pay cash for, for vehicles. You don't want a house payment. I can't, I can't, you know, go out and just pay cash for the house. So, you know, go with a house that you can pay off quickly. No house payments, your goal. So after all this, I really hope that you can see how important that down payment is in the home buying process. This is not just some, some arbitrary number. Like I said, that you just randomly pick out and you go with, you just stop and think exactly how much you should put down on your home because, you know, it does have an impact on you financially. Slow down. It's not a race to buy a home. It's truly not a race to buy a home. So the important part of this home buying process is that you control all of it. You control searching for the house. You control buying the house. You control the down payment. You control everything. A lot of this control starts at the beginning with this down payment. If you're getting ready and you're eager to buy your first house, I do want to challenge you. Figure out the number that works for you. Like I said, my recommendation is between 10 and 20%. That, that's what I would shoot for, 10 and 20%. If you're below 10%, just wait. Wait a little longer. Save up a little more, and it will be worth it in the end. But figure out what that number is and then start saving. Start saving for that down payment. You know, it's not going to be easy. And, and sometimes, you know, it can feel like this impossible journey, like you're just running up a hill, pushing a rock up a hill. But saving for that down payment and then buying that home is one of the most rewarding things that you can ever do. And in this, like I want it now society that we live in, um, people can easily want to jump right into a house because I mean, Hey, you, you mean you can go get a home. You can go get an FHA loan for 3.5% down. Like you can, but is that the smartest move financially? Well, no, it's really not. Get your home buying journey started off on the right foot by realizing size matters with your home down payment and then choosing a sizable one to get started and you will be on your way. So if you are, if you're ready to take control in your finances and ensure your finances are set up to buy your home and you need someone to sit down and build out a personal plan for you, a financial coach is just what you need. So go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact, fill out that contact form and I'll be in touch with you and give you a free consultation. We'll get it scheduled, get you on the books. You'll get a free consultation. We'll figure out where you stand and we will get you into the home of your dreams. Um, I, I promise you we will. So finally, if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, uh, go to my merch page, pick you up some financial mirror gear, uh, financialmirror.org forward slash merch and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. There is, uh, you know, holidays coming up. Christmas is right around the corner. Grab you some extra gear out there. Uh, give this to your loved ones, give this to your friends, and show support to the stream along the way. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share. Share it with anyone that you think could find this useful. If you are listening to this on the podcast, thank you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Leave a five-star review and a written comment. Both of those truly go a long ways on the podcast. Until next week, I want you to continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. 
Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. 